1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. There's a big difference between watching a movie and getting lost in one. Find out what Marcus Theaters means by getting tickets to a hot new release at MarcusTheaters.com. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys doing? Very good. Very good. A little bleary-eyed from watching, uh, staying up too late with the games yesterday. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, you're Eastern Eastern time zone, too. Yep. So, um, were you in South by Southwest? Not this year. Not this year. Not this year. Is this the uh, first just, year you, know, you haven't gone in, like, decades? The first year I've they've had it that I haven't gone oh. since uh, sometime in the 80s. Yeah, All right. Just, uh, yeah, a combination of it, it has become very expensive, and being the first year back in a lot of uncertainty, it it wasn't going to be of the magnitude that, okay. it, that it's been in previous years. So hopefully next year. Okay. Yeah. So, so I have a voice today. <laughs> right. I was actually but still I can, tired I from basketball. It. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I wasn't yelling at the TV too much last night. How's your bracket? Um, it's all right. You know, we uh, we had Kentucky, of course. Um, and we didn't pick the right five twelve upsets that like we usually do. So, I know, you know one person who picked St. Peter's. I do too. <laughs> one person. Uh huh. And good for her. <laughs> exactly. Everybody else, you're an idiot. She's yeah, the expert. Uh, all right. Okay. There's three Van Halen stories this morning, so I want to tie these all together. Daryl okay. Hall was nearly in Van Halen, or they pursued him? That's Van- what he says. He was doing a, uh, I believe it was a podcast or a radio interview. Uh, this week. It was a radio interview in New York, and he said that, you know, um, Eddie came out to a show with Valerie Bertinelli. Uh, they were married at the time, and this is around the time David Lee Roth left, and Eddie said to directly to Daryl Hall, at least according to Daryl Hall, do you want to join Van Halen? And Daryl said he took him seriously because he knew Dave was leaving, and he more or less said, I don't think so. It, uh, you know, I've got my own stuff going on here. Um, but uh, his voice doesn't seem like it would line up with the. You, you know, know, at the time, at the time, he was probably flexible enough to maybe do it. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. He also said in the same interview that apparently the keyboard lick to jump was inspired by "Kiss on My List," which I'm not sure I hear. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, that would have that would have been an interesting, uh, you know, Daryl Daryl Hall fronting uh, Hall and Van Halen, you know. And this isn't really Hall and Van. This isn't really breaking news. I've heard this before. Valerie Bertinelli says she is not the Yoko Ono of Van Halen. No, nah, she was on Rob Lowe's podcast this week, and yeah, the topic came up, and she wanted, yeah, she wanted to say yet again that no, I was, I did not break Van Halen up. She, according to Valerie, she got along great with Al, uh, you know, Al Van Halen, who of course was her brother-in-law and Michael Anthony, but she and David Lee Roth never got along, and she said she'd really like to sit down with him sometime and say, you know, dude, what did I do? You know, I've always been a fan of yours always sung your praises. What did I do to you to make you not like me? Uh, she did say she got along great with Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Does it really matter why he never liked her? I mean, really? I, you know, I guess if she wants some deep okay. closure, I don't know about the, the great the greater network of Van Halen fans. And and the final, the, the trilogy wraps up with Sammy has a new cocktail recipe book coming out. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, who wouldn't want to who wouldn't want to get cocktail 
recipes from Sammy Hagar. He makes good ones, so he's publishing Sammy Hagar's Cocktail Hits, comes out on March 29th, features 85 of his favorite recipes, forward written by Guy Fieri, who's one of his celebrity oh. uh, chef friends. You can pre-order it now. Uh, some of the some of the, the recipes include Maui Mama, Tiki Swizzle, and Blanco Gimlet. And I'm sure I'm sure they come with instructions to use his his rum, his tequila. Right, he has a brand, right? I mean, he has brands, brands plural. Mezcal, he has a mezcal. Sammy. Are they just Sammy Hager brand, or has they got a different name? Like, oh, they have different names. You know, they don't all say Sammy Hager. Okay. You know, you have Cabo Wabos. And I forget what the rum's called. Have you tried them? <laughs> I have, yes. And are they served, served from the hand of Sammy on oh, a couple occasions? Yeah. And, okay. Uh, and they are good. They are actually very good. He did not get – and he even said when he launched uh, the Cabo Wabo tequila, he even said, you know, I'm not going into this as a tourist or a, or an amateur or a hobbyist. I'm working with real people, and I want, I want to make these real liquor brands. And, and he succeeded. You know, he sold Cabo Wabo for, what, $80 million. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's, oh. good. it's good to be Sam. It's good to be. It's really good to be Sam. Yeah. Yeah. What's he made more money at? Music, publishing, or uh, the liquors, or the the alcohol? Oh, the liquors, yeah, yeah right. The alcohol. Yeah. Wow. But he's made a he's made a boatload of money in uh, in in music too. So we can only imagine. It's good to be Sam. Um, be. Keith Richards says I quit smoking. He did. He was on uh, CBS Sunday Morning uh, this week promoting uh, the re-release of his second solo album and he casually let drop that he you know he basically got to the point in life where it was like you shouldn't do this anymore hearing keith richards say this is pretty bracing you actually had to rewind it to say, Wait, what, what did he say did he really say that but you know he said that around the same time he cut back on his alcohol rewind what what did he say that um he also quit smoking he said he used patches for a little bit and and ultimately uh you know ultimately was able to give up give up cigarettes and he did specify uh cigarettes but he he says he occasionally gets the you know the inkling a little bit of a flavor that you know yeah yeah it'd be nice to light one up but he hasn't and he said he's noticed the the positive health benefits of doing it he has a lot more wind on stage he feels like he's performing better so uh, he also said in the interview that the stones continue to work on new music now with Steve Jordan playing you know, playing instead of Charlie Watts, but there's a lot of stuff that Charlie played on too. So, you know, we've been hearing this for like a good six years now that they're working on the next album. At some point, it'll just come out. Uh, he also said he and Mick aren't planning to sell their publishing anytime soon. You know, he said that that would be a sign that you're old. <laughs> As if giving up smoking wasn't. Speaking of publishing, um, Irving Azoff, did he acquire the Nat King Cole library? Is he managing it for the family or did He's he man he is managing it for the family for a share of it. You know, oh. that's that's one of these that's one of these kind of joint deals where, you know, the the family will still be a, a profit participant and will still have some say in what goes on with the catalog, but you know, basically Irving and his folks are going to manage it and really take the lead and when I say exploiting the catalog I mean that in 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 that sense. They will they will get the catalog out there, they will get Nat King Cole's music, you know, out there, hopefully in mostly appropriate places. Meanwhile, who's selling off their instruments and 
Uh, that's Ali, that would be Alex Lifeson of Rush he's going to do an, an instrument auction on May 22nd and more than 100 items, instruments, wardrobe, gear, memorabilia. They had, uh, you know, Rush, if you think of the 2112 costumes. Rush yeah. fans are so rabid. He will make more oh, money yeah. selling he, off these instruments than Sammy Hagar has made in thing. everything his entire life. And some of them are the key guitars, like his white Gibson uh, ES-355, which is the one you saw him play from 1976 uh, well into the 80s. Yeah, that was like the Alex Lyson guitars, and he's got a few of the other guitars. Um, you know, they expect they expect these instruments alone to, you know, grab between two hundred and $300,000. You know, it's just people, there are buyers out there for this stuff. So if you're a Rush fan... And, and have a lot of money, here's a chance to get your hands on something either you'll love or that you want to give to me as a holiday. Now, does he have one guitar like that, or does he have ten like that, and they just get rotated on tours and leaving them in the studio and one at home and blah, blah. I, sus- I suspect, like the White Gibson I just mentioned, he probably has a couple or a few of them, but there is one that was the main guitar you know, the one that he did play mostly on stage or or used mostly in the studio, and the others are backups. You know who's not selling their equipment? Def Leppard. They got a new album. They got a new album coming out. They need their equipment. Diamond Star Halos on May 27th. Uh, it's coming out. I had a chance to talk to the guys and uh, had a story out about it yesterday, and it's a good album. I mean, I think if you were a Def Leppard fan, you are really going to dig this album like you dug Hysteria. Um, Allison Krauss is a guest on it. Mike Garson, who was David Bowie's keyboardist for a long time, is on it. There's 15 tracks. Uh, the first single, Kick, just sounds like a T-Rex, vintage T-Rex song. How so, long has it been for that? It's been uh, six years. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, they made it. They made it, you know, in, uh, you know, recorded it virtually. They were in three different countries. And, and then within the countries, you know, three of the guys are in the States, but you know, not in the same place. I would assume there's going to be a full-blown tour, but they're on tour with... Well, there's a tour. That's, yeah. yeah, this is this is for the uh, for the stadium tour that they're doing with Motley Crue, Poison, and Joan Jett. And they actually could have released the album, they told me, a year ago. But when the tour got postponed again, you know, they don't want to go on... They don't want to put an album out without going on tour to promote it. So, and that's when, interestingly, that's when this new single came out. They had a 14-track album they were happy with, they postponed it along with the tour, and then Phil Collin, the guitarist, comes up with this other song that's now the first single. <laughs> hey, wait, I just thought of something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And apparently that's what happened with Pour Some Sugar on Me back in back for Hysteria. They had the album done, and the same guy comes in with this other song, and it's like, whoa, whoa, put the brakes on it. We're recording this. Uh, Def Leppard will also, by the way, be appearing in a Netflix movie called The Book of Dave, uh, a true-life story about a guy named Dave Fishwick, who uh, who was a self-made millionaire and uh, created a network of businesses in his city in Burnley, in, in London, uh, that, that really thrived because of his investment. All right, a couple of things out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dionne Warwick wants him to change the name, for she one. Won- she does because she doesn't feel like she is rock and roll, but would love to be, would love to be in it. So she said, you know, it should be the Music Hall of Fame, and maybe under the umbrella of the Music Hall of Fame, you have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Rap Hall of Fame. 
So that's what she says. That's her take. And Dolly Parton is not coming off the ballot, even though she asked she, to not be on the she ballot. She wants to. Incredibly gracious move on her part earlier in the week. She posted this wonder, you know, really well well stated message saying, "Listen, I am I am thrilled and flattered, but I don't belong there. I have not earned that yet, so I am withdrawing." Rock and Roll Hall of Fame comes out yesterday and says she can't withdraw. You know, that's up to us. That, that's our decision, babe, not you. And they said it nicer than that. Mm-hmm. But, and they, you know, but one, that's one, her way of saying, I'm not really a rock and roll. saying, don't vote for me. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, the Rock Hall's position is that, first of all, A, that's for us to decide, not you. But, B, these ballots have been out for a few weeks already. People are voting. We can't just stop the ballot. We can't stop it. What will happen is, should she get the numbers... Should she get voted in, is she going to pull a Todd Rundgren? Hmm. You know, well, in Todd's case, he just was a no-show. He never even said, I'm not showing. He just scheduled a show somewhere else uh, down the road uh, and didn't show up. Or, you know, or does she turn it down? Well, right now she's fourth in balloting. I know, we're in the public vote, but that's just for one ballot. Okay. Um, so I don't, you know, and I don't know if, like, I, I, I sent my ballot back two weeks ago. I don't know how many of the professional voters' ballots are still out there, but if you still have your ballot, do you do it just do you vote for her just for the hell of it and to see what happens, or do you or do you honor her wishes and say no? Uh, what's been funny is right after she made that announcement, um, you had all sorts of people come out. Uh, Steve Albini, who produced Nirvana's Nevermind. Uh, he also produced the Pixies, Stooges, you know, some real rock acts. He comes out and said, Dolly, I will make your rock and roll album. <laughs> and Nancy Wilson from Heart said the same thing. She praised Dolly for for what she did and said, I'd love to make a rock and roll album with her. So that if Dolly wants to make a rock and roll album and feel like she can she can go into the hall of the rock and roll hall of fame, there's no shortage of people who will do this with her. Well Dolly is pushing a Album that goes along with a book a right book, now. right. Yeah, she has her own stuff out, you know, there. I mean, this would, you know, she doesn't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Neither does Dionne Warwick. But, you know, they, the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, in fact, the Music Hall of Fame, and they feel like these are artists who are part of the root message of what rock and roll is. They come from the same Dolly's in the Country Music Hall of Fame, isn't she? Yeah, oh yeah. She's in the Country. I'm pretty sure she's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. But I appreciate Dionne Warwick and Dolly's self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Paul McCartney is in as Paul McCartney and a Beatle, correct? Correct. And so what's his next thing? He's already uh, a... He's already a knight. He's already a knight. He's got a couple of things. He's a... uh, He's a knight. He's been an MBE, an OBE. He, right. He's he's, he's served. also in the order order of order of the companions of honor. Yeah. So you can. I didn't know you could get higher than a knight, but you can. So higher than a kite, or knight, higher knight, than knight. a knight. Well, knight. Right. Right. Paul has Paul has been higher than a kite too. <laughs> yeah, he's been all of those things. So what's this next so thing Mr., they're, yeah, they're going to roll at him? Mr. Kite's next benefit here may be a lord. Um, you can, there is a, there are 61, they call them the living companions. This is a lord, they are the lords. They're the people, if you've ever been to Windsor Castle, there's this little hallway with, it's basically the House of Lords. It's got a, a bunch of benches, and this is where the lords convene when they have to. I don't know what, 
I don't know what exactly it's, was required for the, the Lords to convene. The upper house of the British Parliament. It's not, it's not really governmental. It's ceremonial. Yeah. But this is this is like the upper, upper hoo-ha. You know, you can't... This is as close as you can get to being blood in the British family. So they're talking about for uh, Paul's 80th birthday, which is coming up, that this will be the, the British monarchy's gift to him. So he wouldn't they, be Sir Paul anymore. He'd be Lord, Lord Paul, Paul McCartney. You know, I, Lord McCartney. When they... Probably, if he gets in, if they do this, I want them to call the Lords to order just to see who all is in, because it sounds like it'd be kind of a cool room of a oh, who's I bet. who. Oh, really? I bet, and I'm sure you can find this out. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't go to look um, necessarily, but yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there are some great people in there or who have been in there, because this is one where I guess you're a Lord, even you know, you're a, you're a dead Lord. After hmm. you pass away, but you still have the title. That's the name of a band, isn't it? The, the Dead, Dead Lords. Lords. There is a band, the Dead, Dead Lords. Dead yeah. Kennedys, right? I'll, I'll bet you Paul McCartney would be the only person you recognize in that. Probably. Album. No, yeah. I, I really? wouldn't be surprised if, like Richard Branson's in there. Really? Um, there may be a, there may be a few folks who would recognize. All right, Gary, we're out of time. All right.